second episode of 2020. Oh, and it's a good one. Uh, This one is definitely an introductory episode into a young woman I work with, uh, who I'm working with again. We worked together uh, in 2008 briefly, and then uh, she is back on the KC Airwaves Sundays from 1 to 4. I am talking about Miss Mickey Gray, uh, which if you were around maybe The Point, or maybe you listened to her on XM, or maybe you listened to her the first go of it with KC, you will remember her name. And so it's really cool for Mickey to be back on the airwaves at KC, mainly because I have been the sole female for a very long time. And honestly, I feel like more ladies need to be in the rock world. So I'm so happy that Mickey is on the airwaves with us at KC. So Sundays one to four is when you can tune her in. I do not know Mickey as well as the guys I work with. So this was very much an introduction for us. She's someone who is sweet and she is cool. And she is, you know, I think a little, the, this interview, she came out and I, I don't think she's ever been on a podcast before. And then boom, we, we throw her on one. And I think as the, the half hour rolls by, she got warmer and warmer with me. So that was really cool. Uh, I'm very excited for you to listen to it and hear her story. She's very interesting. And I think you'll really fall in love with her. So here it is, my conversation with Mickey Gray. about you and I was trying to pinpoint when you left Keishi the first time because I know I I remember meeting you I I got to Keishi in 08 yeah and so um but I I didn't know you as well as I obviously knew like Katie and Favaz and everybody Uh, but did you I I don't know when you left Keishi it was 2008 okay but I came back in the interactive department okay so um I think the the funniest memory I have of you at that time. Oh God! Is when do you remember? Do you remember? Um, oh God! What was his name? He sat in the back. He had glasses on. Nate. Nate. Was his name Nate. Back of where? Where were we sitting? In the interactive department. He sat right across from Adrian. Adrian Busky. Ah. I think his name was Nate. Okay, I'll go with it. Anyway, we'll figure it out. Anyway, he was, you know, he was very healthy, mm-hmm. and so one day he opened up a bag, like his lunch, and it was like broccoli, and I don't even know what, and it right. like filled the entire upper with of the fart powerhouse. smell. <laughs> right. You come over and you go, that smells like a dirty diaper's ass. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, just right out of the box. So awesome. Yeah. That was fantastic. Well, I'm I'm glad that was your first memory of me. Oh, my. I'm still that way, too. Only now, instead of whoever that was, uh, now it's you, man, who he always has some cauliflower or broccoli that smells like farts. Oh, my God, Mickey. Well, that's fun that you have that memory. Because I, I, you said what I was thinking. I was like, what is going know, on? These people that eat stinky food that overtakes a room, like it's, yeah. you know. You can't I, do that. You can't do that. And I love that. I love broccoli and I know how bad it smells, but you got to eat it. But it's like when you're in close quarters, especially at work. Yeah. The person who brings like this, like Drew Johnson, I'm going to throw everybody under the bus. <laughs> Drew Johnson uh. will... Every day he has a lean cuisine here. And these used to be worse at Emmis because he would stink up the entire break room with that damn, you know, oh halibut God. in oh. broccoli and, and penny pasta. And it would smell like fish for like hours. No, don't eat fit, no fish, no broccoli, no cabbage. That's right. out. Just take it out of the office. What is wrong with these yeah, people? Yeah, seriously. Well, welcome back to Casey. 
Thank you. It's been it's been a few months now, and I I'm like okay, I got to get Mickey on the podcast because you and I have like we know all the same people. I think we know each other's reputations, and and like you and I are both people that I think everybody's friends with and speaks highly of. And I'm like, I got to know Mickey a little bit better because I don't know her as well as everybody oh, else. So awesome. I, I wanted to have you on here. That's so, that's so uh, great. Yeah, no problem. And, and I met um, your man. I, is he your husband? Oh, it's complicated. He's I, actually my ex-husband. Ex-husband. But we're back together. But you're back together. Great. I met him uh, at a Halloween thing. And so I was like, okay, I literally have talked to Mickey's man more than I've talked to her. So I got <laughs> I got to get her on the podcast. So welcome. Thank you. Um, I want to talk about your history with Casey and just how you, like, actually just everything about you. Like, because this isn't your full-time gig. Um, and obviously it sounds like you're into interactive things in your outside world and radio at the same time. So I, I find you You've, I'm curious about you and everything huh. that you you do. So uh, no, I'm really boring, honestly, just terribly. <laughs> no way, you're a mom. You got everything going on for you. Um, so, how when did you begin in Casey the first time? The first time was oh gosh, when was it? 2003, I guess. Um, I actually I grew up with Casey. You know, I'm from the St. Louis area, so um, you know, I started actually at the point at our sister station over there. I don't think I knew that. No, yeah, that was that was in the <clears throat> the 90s. Um, awesome. Yeah, midnight to six on the weekends on the point, um, and so kind of skipped around uh, around the country a bit. And my last gig before Casey was at XM. Really? Um, I know. I know. At radio, we don't like to talk about that, but um, I love Sirius XM. Yeah, but it was before the merge. We went on the air. Oh, okay. So oh. we weren't even on the air yet. Um, oh my God! Wait, yeah. so you were at XM whenever there was Sirius and there was XM, and you were working with XM before it even launched. Exactly. I yeah. gotta know what that's about. Like, what was that like? It was a lot of work. It really? was a lot of work. I mean, I think I voice tracked something like thirty-seven hours a week. Wow. Because there's only three people on each station. Right. Um, but it was a lot of fun. I mean, we were all very tight-knit because we were there from, you know, sun up to sundown practically all just trying to get this thing on the air. Um, but the thing that's interesting is that we were supposed to launch on September 12th, 2001. And then, obviously, that probably didn't happen. September next 11th day. came yep. along. There was a little situation that happened. And so, yeah, no, it didn't happen. And it was supposed to be a big fanfare. There right. was, like, all this stuff, media planned and... Uh, we launched two weeks later to much less fanfare. <laughs> sure, well, every, the whole country was so down. Yeah, it was. It was, and we were in Washington D.C. So I was going to ask was, where the headquarters were. For yeah, wow. yeah, it was. It was really scary time, and we were nervous because we're like, you know, we have this satellite radio station here. That's basically anybody, you know, if anybody wants to take over and start broadcasting to the whole country. It's yeah. This would be a good place to start. So it was right. scary. Wow. So what? Um. So XM. What was that? Like, like, uh, like you said, your voice track so often. Were you on different channels uh, at the same time, or was it one channel that you were on? Yeah, I was on um, XMU, the kind of new music, like the indie, college, yeah, indie, yeah, the yeah, indie yeah, station. But then I also did a show on uh, one of the dance channels. <laughs> right on. <laughs> and it was Raven. Oh my god, that's so Raven. It was terrible. I love that. That's uh, really cool. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. But anyway, so that's a long way around saying I came to. St. Louis after, um, you know, 9-11 happened and there was the terrorist attack with the guy and the gun and was shooting up at gas stations. I'm like, I got to get out of this joint. I'm going right. to have a nervous breakdown. 
<laughs> yeah, working in D.C., I would think, would be both. Like, my sister is, she's uh, she's a poli-sci major at Truman, and Ooh. right now she's an intern in Jefferson City for Deb Lavender. And um, she is working her way to be in D.C., and it's like, I've been there. Washington, D.C. is such a fun city, mm-hmm. and it's obviously so ingrained in history for our nation and everything. Yeah. But I think, yeah, it is, like, one of the most hot spots if you're going to do anything to um, the United States of America, that is like the central yeah. location, which is scary as hell for people that live there, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. It was a great, I mean, it's a great city. I would live there again. Yeah. Um, it's expensive, but uh, it's it's a great place to, to live. But uh, so that was all over and ended up coming back to St. Louis because actually Travis, the man, got yeah. out of the Marine Corps. Right on. Um, so, yeah, he had gotten out of the Marine Corps right before they did the um, the stop loss wow. for troops that were going to, um, you know, Afghanistan and all that. So that was scary. Absolutely. <laughs> well, and then um, so he came to town and then because how old is uh, your daughter? She's 13 now. She's 13. Yeah. Right on. 13 going on 21. Oh, my God. She's gorgeous, by the <laughs> way. Miranda? Miranda, yeah. Yeah. She is amazing but yeah so we decided like where is a good place to kind of restart and and do the thing so we ended up back in st louis and i don't know how i ended up finding out that case she needed um, part-timers so but i you know made a few phone calls and right the rest as they say is history (laughs) well when did you like what uh drew you in like before um before xm and all that before the point like what was your um your main draw to radio I always loved music. I knew from a very, very young age that I wanted to be doing something in the music industry. Yeah. Um, I thought I was going to be like in, you know, the record side of things, working at Capitol Records. That was the thing that I wanted to do. Every time I see that building still, I'm like, oh, <sighs> man, maybe I can still make it happen. Yeah, always. <laughs> but no, I always loved music. I'm the youngest of four. So, um, you know, my oldest sister, that was where the kind of Steve Miller and all of that came from. Mm-hmm. And then my next sister, she loved Journey, still does. <laughs> is she Ozzy. jacked that they're coming to town? Oh, uh, she totally is. <laughs> Except she's mad because Steve Perry isn't with them anymore, sure. so she yeah. won't go do it until that happens. But <laughs> um, yeah, I remember her having the Ozzy Bad Out of Hell al- album, and I just thought, oh my God, you know, this is crazy. And so, that's amazing. Um, and then my brother was in a lot of local bands um, really? over in Alton. Yeah, he was in The Plague and. I want to say the bishops at one time, but maybe okay. not. Um, are you an Illinois based. girl? I'm an Illinois girl. I'm an Illinois girl yes. as well. Uh, yeah. Are you from Alton? Yeah, born and raised. Okay, I'm from Columbia. Originally Carbondale, West Frankfurt, then Columbia, but okay. I've always stayed on Illinois growing up. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, Look so at you're us. more Southern than I am even. Oh, God. <laughs> yes. I'm so happy I got out of like the real Southern Illinois. Oh, my goodness. Um, <laughs> yeah, because I moved to Columbia when I was 13 because my mom remarried, and I thought like it was so cool to live near a city like yeah. St. Louis. Yeah. So that's great. So you, um, I, well then there you go. So you had the influence of your older siblings to kind of direct your musical taste. And I feel like that's how it always is, especially yeah. for rock and roll, especially like, um, my cousin was, he got me into, uh, like alternative rock and, yeah. and my family always, my mom and dad always listened to classic rock. And so I grew up like loving Aerosmith and the mm-hmm. Rolling Stones and Credence and all that. Um, and it really is such a hand me down genre that is timeless. I mean, we'll just 
like, I mean, I'm sure your daughter is learning from you all this music and maybe. I'm working on it. I really? mean, she is all down with the, the post Malone and all of that nonsense. At least he's with Ozzy doing something. I mean, she's almost that's there. That's true. That's true. But she does. She does know the words to, um, you know, to Crazy Train. Yeah. And every time I, you know, something comes on like Ozzy or something, I'm like, what do we do when we hear Ozzy? And she does the, you know, the devil throws horns. the devil horns. <laughs> so she knows. She doesn't do it with very much verve, but I think she's getting there. She's getting there. One day she'll realize like how cool mom and dad, you know, ha- had it for you, for her setting her up. Because I think when you're that young, you're trying to figure things out and like go your own way and have autonomy anywhere you can find yeah, it. for sure. And then you kind of come back to it and go, oh, you know what? Like mom and dad are actually like really cool. And then they kind of like respect that later on Hopefully. in life. Hopefully. Later. <laughs> I, I've got my fingers crossed for you. So um, Mickey Gray, um, your real name? Yeah. Yep. You are bold to do that. Ladies normally don't like I my name is Lauren. I never use my real name on air just because I like I want the weirdos to like stay the hell away from me. Right. You never felt like anybody would ever find you with your using your real name. I don't know. I never I don't think I ever said anything controversial enough that anybody right. would care. Um, <laughs> working midnight to six in the morning. Right. It's like I don't even know. But um yeah, every uh, there were a couple of program directors who tried to get me to to use a different name, but right. mostly I just go by Mickey. I don't usually throw in a last name. Right. Um and the Gray, even though that's my my maiden name. So yes. my married name is still kind of a kind of a mystery. Keeps, yeah, yeah. No, that's <laughs> smart to do that. And Mickey yeah. Gray is such a great radio name. Uh I you know, I, I a lot of times I talk about this on the podcast. I, I a lot of times I just like hate that my nickname is Learn. That's why I use it. But um, I kind of like have grown out of that. You know, I'll be 35 coming up and I'm just like, man, sometimes I don't know if I want to keep that going. But now it's like so out there. No, that I think it's great. I really? love that. Learn Thanks. is like a perfect little nickname for Lauren. Yeah, It just works. Well, and that's how that's where it all came from. That's <laughs> cute. Um, so, you know, I was thinking about I, I interviewed Lux for the first episode of January and I was like, I got to get Mickey on. I'm like, this is a perfect opportunity to just kind of take my radio women in my life and like put them all together. And, you know, um, I mean, have you and especially since you're back at Casey, I've been seeing a lot of stuff on the Casey Facebook page. People are so curious about you. Like there's a whole new generation of listeners, many that do remember remember you but then now it's like people want to know about mickey so i want to try and like kind of get you to open up a little bit and tell me some things and you don't have to if you're more <laughs> private um but you know like what do you do in your spare time um like i said i'm pretty boring honestly i do a lot of stuff with my daughter she's a competitive dancer awesome and do so, you dance um, Oh God, no, no! I've just I have just started working out recently, so that's you know that's I've a been big seeing. Thing. Are you doing keto? Yes. How is that going? Low carb. Yeah, it's it's great. Honestly, okay. it's um, it's more sustainable than you would think. I still throw in you know like I'll eat popcorn or something like that right. every once in a while, but for the most part, I find that it's a really great way to you know minimize the hardship. I've never been able to do like a you know no fat, low fat, whatever that is. That's right. just our bodies need fat, yeah. first of all. You end up starving to death. I'm just yeah. like, and then I become just a raging monster. Biatch. Yep. You can say bitch on I this. Just can't even, I just can't even do it. So, yeah. Well, good good on you. My friend Christy has been doing the keto diet for about a year. She's a runner. Oh, really? Um, and I know you've been working out. I, I hate cardio, like as far as running. Like I, I don't mind dancing or um, doing things in a repetitive motion. But for some reason, running has never been my thing. Mm. But she did the keto diet and she like swears by it. 
in a year in, you know, like yeah. where she's eating a lot of eggs and got, I don't, a lot of veggies, obviously. But like, um, what are the vegetables you can't have that are carb based? Um, anything that's kind of like a potato, is that a vegetable? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> anything Delicacy. like, yeah, that grows in the ground generally is not going to, going to work like your like a potatoes radish. or your, um, carrots, carrots are okay. iffy. All They're right. kind of high carb, but you can throw those in. But yeah, for the most part, it's like salads and, you know, meat and plants and, good. you know, it's great. I find it good. It's not for everybody. I right. mean, everybody's not going to be able to sustain that level of fat and <laughs> no carbohydrates. If I could just give up like sugar, I'm a sugar addict. Mm. I have a problem. Um, I cook a lot at home and I love to, I love cooking. Like haven't thrown a dinner party is my favorite thing ever. Cause I love, Oh, I love that too. Cooking. Do you, I, and I just, so it's the healthy, you know, eating fish and we're very Mediterranean diet based people mm. where it's just like a lot of fish greens, but that whenever you bring in like all the desserts, like I, I had a, like a 20 minute conversation with Mark Close the other day. This is before we all went on vacation. We had a 20 minute conversation about our favorite desserts and we mm. were just going through all of them. And I'm like, this is where my health issues come in. Cause I have like yeah. diabetes in my family and heart disease in my family. And so I think it's great that like anytime you can change your life and just kind of hit it and, you know, change what you eat in your yeah. lifestyle. Yeah. I've never been a big sweets person. You're my so problem lucky. is <laughs> wine. Like I cannot, <laughs> oh, red wine, especially in wintertime. It's winter good for time. you though. Yeah, but not in the quantities that I oh. like to have it. <laughs> my, you would fit right in with my family, by the way. My mom has wine Fridays where they sit, they have a fire either out outside, they have the fire pit going in the summertime, or inside with the fire place going, and they have a wine subscription, oh. so they have you know every yes. Merlot that you could possibly want. We need to hang out, yes. me and your mom, immediately. <laughs> so, so you got the lifestyle. Uh, kick that's good uh, as far as health goes and and you got your daughter which I, it is not that that is so great that she competitively dances so you go to all these competitions and whatnot yeah yeah she dances four nights a week oh and then gosh. plus on weekends generally um on sundays today it was canceled because of weather but um yeah she's uh, it's we're gearing up for the season and we're going all over the place you know we've got nationals coming up in june that's in wonderful. savannah georgia so oh my goodness like real travel like, yeah okay yeah like wow. rent a car and haul our cookie somewhere for a week yeah <laughs> that's excellent i i wish i had i never took a dance class that i stuck with and but i love to dance like give me a dance floor with some music i'm down i'm down anytime but you know i never have learned how to actually dance mm -hmm. you know i just kind of throw my body around and hope it looks okay <laughs> i don't know where she gets it from to be perfectly <laughs> honest i was a band geek you know i music and i played the flute and the piccolo i was in marching band and high awesome. school like <laughs> so where she gets the the dancing from I, and travis can't hold a beat to save his life so it's like <laughs> it just must be her thing i guess <laughs> well you both are such creative people you know she must be this is her way of ex everybody has creativity in them in different ways so this must be her avenue to express her creativity yeah yeah she's she loves it and she's with a great studio too so that's really cool she's excited is it um is it interesting being i mean obviously you're on weekends but you know being a mom in the radio business like shed some light on that cuz i don't have kids and i don't know if i ever will and um just still kind of figuring that out. But I would love any insight you have on that. Uh, 
it's interesting because, well, I mean, the first time I worked here, I used to bring her into the studio with me. She was mm-hmm. just a baby. Yeah. Um, me and Favaz and Katie Cruz, we all had our kids around the same time. That's awesome. And so, uh, you know, I was still part time, but I would have to come and maybe fill in for Favaz or whatever, or you man. And so I would bring her with me <laughs> and she was in her little, you know, bassinet. And, yeah. you know, so it, it worked out great. And that's what I love about like being at Geishi with all these people again, because, um, you know, we've kind of, you know, we've known each other for so long right. and our kids are the same age. And so um, as far as the radio part of it, it's just it's just something else that that mom does. Right. Um, I think she likes it. I think she thinks it's pretty cool. But does she listen to you on? Yeah, That's she so does, cool. which is funny because she finds most DJs kind of annoying, but yeah. she likes oh, me. Oh, me too. <laughs> I'm right? with you, Miranda. <laughs> I know. I can't stand our guy. No. I know. We're terrible. Uh, we got to stop. Have, has she ever been on the air? Have you brought her in? No, I brought her in, but she hasn't. She Talking. won't say anything. She, she say would anything. like die. She can't do oh that. Oh my gosh, she has to. Like, <laughs> I used to love that Favaz would record Kieran and now I guess Leo and Rafa where um, he's got all this audio from Kieran when he was just like an itty bitty oh, little that's guy. Adorable. You know, and you man too, he has, uh, he's played for me some uh, things from like Olivia, his oldest daughter who just got married a year ago. And, you know, to hear her, uh, her little voice. I mean, it's just, we, we work in a business that is so interesting that we can capture and, and hold on to our little people that way, you know, like not, not everybody records their, their kids on audio or, you know, or gets to have the children talk about something that they're working on, you know, or something like that. Well, it's funny you bring that up on my Facebook memories the other day. I did bring Miranda in when I, I worked at the arch for like a year and, um, so I brought her in and kind of showing her around. She's probably six about this point. And uh, I recorded her doing a little thing and, you know, the break room that has the ESPN background mm-hmm. or the whatever. She decided to sit down and do a weather report. And that just came up. And it is so, so cute. awesome. She's like, people have umbrellas and it's not snowing anymore. It's just adorable. That is so cute. Yeah. I. Uh, did, what did your parents do as you were growing up? Uh, my mom was a housewife, okay. and my dad worked at Shell Oil Company as oh, wow. a chemist for like thirty three years. Wow! Yeah, so he That's was incredible. he was very scientific, which I have absolutely none of that. Like, <laughs> I barely made it through high school, and in like math, I had to take like business math to pass because I failed geometry and algebra. I am terrible at math as well. <laughs> I think that's why we're in this business because right. <laughs> we don't have to use it very often. Oh my god. <laughs> So that was cool. So mom was at home. Mm-hmm. Right on. Yeah. That's really neat. Yeah. She raised four kids. So that's a full time job right there. Oh, yeah. Especially in our family. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so uh, did you ever go to dad, dad's job? Did he ever let you kids come over and, and yeah. see what he did? Yeah, we did. We He worked at the, It's I guess it's the, what is it now? Phillips or Conoco or something like that over in Wood River. Okay. Uh, the refinery over there. And I remember going to his office. He was in the administrative building and, you know, it was an office. Right. Just like any <laughs> other office. Yeah. I don't, I don't think it really hit me as being overly cool. Right. I know. I, my mom worked for 
Crown, my mom and dad divorced whenever I was five, and my dad was a coal miner. Um, oh, wow. You're a coal miner's daughter. I am literally Loretta Lynn. That I really is am. Awesome. <laughs> and um, actually, I in Lex's podcast, we were talking about this and how I, when I grew up in southern Illinois, my dad worked for the Big Ben coal mine down there that shut down. I don't remember what year. It was in the 90s. And um, But I remember my dad coming home just so dirty. We had a coal furnace in my house. Uh, the... Denning Elementary grade school that I went to down there, they took us on a field trip where they actually took like 30 of us underground in the coal mine shaft. Wow. Which at the time, like looking back, I'm going, why are parents signing off on this? Like, okay, we're going, I don't even think there was, this is like pre uh, disclaimer that your parents had to sign to let you go on a field trip. Like, I think they just took us on a random Tuesday. And I just remember like going down into the coal mine and like, you couldn't see anything because they turned the lights off to show you how pitch wow. black it is underground. And I remember thinking to myself, like, wow, this is completely abnormal. Like, and I was probably <laughs> like eight years old at the time. And I was like, this is not where any children need to be. But right. anyway, so my dad did that. So that's about the only extent that I got to go to his job and see what he did. Uh, and then after he got... Uh, let go from the uh, coal mines or it shut down. He was a janitor and he tried to go back to school for a little bit, but he never really had like a solid job after that. Uh, And then my mom was a single mom because I lived with her predominantly and she worked in sales. And so she went to SIU and got her degree. And I remember like going to college with her, you know, night school. Mm -hmm. And, um, and then whenever she got a job at crown line boats, selling boats, I, you know, she'd be there all hours of night. She like worked so hard where I would be like literally falling asleep in her office on the floor and making contracts and putting them on people's desks, running around as a little kid after hours at that place. But, um, that's adorable. Yeah. It was like looking back, like I, I never thought, oh, I'm uncomfortable, you know, and that I'm falling asleep in my mom's office, but my mom is like a total workaholic. So it just shows that she was that was always like kind of number one to her was making sure she always had money and mm-hmm. to make sure she could provide for us and for me at the time and so um anyway but it, you know my my parents did kind of mundane things as well I guess you would say like pretty normal things and so it's been fun for me to have this kind of wild ride career yeah. you know because I didn't know what I wanted to do I mean you went to college I assume yep. or, so what did you get your degree in uh the first time I got it in mass com yeah. Um, and then I did the whole thing and the stuff and, you know, going around for, you know, 15 years or something like that. Right. But then after I got let go from Casey in 2008, which was devastating, by the way. That, no, that was when everybody got. <laughs> oh, yeah. It was that a was so awful. Oh, yeah. It was terrible. I called Favaz just weeping hysterically. Right. Like, oh, my God. Um, but so I decided to go back to school again. What did um, you do? And I got my master's in mass comm. Awesome. But my field of study was kind of uh, technology and its impact on the radio industry. Fun. Yeah. And so that kind of led me down the path of technology in general. So my, my day job now is kind of, you know, Salesforce and that kind of thing. Right on. I often wonder if I should go back to school. It is such a turbulent industry, mm-hmm. you know? I mean, it really is. I'm fortunate right now to have the full-time gig, and I, I never take it for granted, ever. Because yeah. yeah. I just, you know, I've been at Casey now. This is my 12th year. and Has it been that long? It has wow. been that long. I guess it has been. I mean, and I I don't know how that's happened. <laughs> like, you know, I mean, you man and I doing the morning show for now, eight years will be this, up, well, on the 17th, it will be eight years. Wow. And, um, you know, it's, I'm just so fortunate 
of all the the luck and everything that has happened to get me here. But man, I I never take it for granted because I've seen so many fabulous human beings like yourself get just boom, you're out, and it's it's all always budgets because mm-hmm. it is such a volatile. Uh, market sometimes especially especially when the economy is bad right. you know everybody pulls their advertising and that's what we run on our yeah. ad dollars so it's just insane but and, um, you know automation was a big disruptor as well absolutely so you know it's nothing uh, it's never personal no it, it really i mean sometimes it is but it sometimes rarely it. is yeah absolutely yeah uh yeah i mean 2008 so because I'm thinking I'm thinking about like my life so I was in college I got my degree in, in mass comm at Illinois State okay and I've always been a journalism geek I thought I would mm. be writing for Rolling I thought it was gonna be Cameron Crow, like writing for Rolling Stone <laughs> and then when I saw that the print industry was even in more dire uh-huh. straits I decided to take it a step further into broadcast and but I've always liked and loved music, but I don't consider myself like an aficionado in knowing everything about music. And it's constant kind of learning uh, journey that I've been on in so many different facets from like my cousin showing me music Mm -hmm. in the alternative 90s to, you know, just rating my dad's record collection to my mom and her breakup music. Uh, And then getting to hang out with John, you know, five hours a day and him just kind of downloading his brain onto me too like and and everybody we work with essentially I'm just adopting all their stories and what they know and just absorbing it all um it's been pretty cool but my whole thing with coming into radio is because I love people and the ethnography of like communication and I've never I don't have a problem talking to anyone about (laughs) anything like you know really oh So it's like that was the basis of it because I'm just so curious, you know, yeah. like I just get so curious about people. So but that's cool. I you'll have to like I'll, I'll probably be like driving you nuts in a year or so asking you like, should I go back to school, you know, part time and, and get, you know, more layers to this uh, to this degree. I uh, it, can, it can't hurt to have something else in your back pocket because you just never know. But, right. um, you know, honestly, it was. 50 grand yeah, <laughs> that I could have stood not to spend sure. on school, but I'm glad I did. And I'm glad that I've got this, um, this kind of day job, but I also gl- am really happy to be back because this feels like, feels like home to me. You yeah, know, you are home, Mickey Gray. It's so fun. Well, thank you so much for taking the time. Uh, you obviously are on Sundays. I hope that you'll be filling it. Like, does your full-time job allow you to fill in during the week as well? You think? No, no, damn no, it. Oh yeah. I've got a, Got to commit Monday right. through Friday. Okay. <laughs> well, tune in to Mickey. She's back. Um, come on the podcast anytime you wish. Well, or... thank you for having me. This is so cool. I like it when when the ladies, because it's a big sausage fest around here. It is here, sausage you know, palooza gotta... <laughs> every day of our lives. Yeah. Got to stick together. We really do. Welcome home, Mickey Gray. Listen to her Sundays, noon to four. One to four. Son of a bitch. Right One after to John four. and Mark in <laughs> oh, final yeah. exam. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Okay. You were originally noon to four, though, right? I was. Those and old the, geezers those came geezers in. and like came in, <laughs> and they took over. I forgot about vinyl exam. <laughs> Love those guys, too. Yeah. All right. Tune in to Mickey Gray. One to four Sundays on Casey Radio. Thanks, Lauren. So sweet. 
Thank you, Mickey, for sitting down with me. I hope that she comes back on the podcast. And I hope that we just become friends, honestly. I, it's hard making friends, isn't it? Whenever we get older, it's weird. They're, we're like stuck in our ways and, you know, we're kind of like more depressed usually. <laughs> Most of us, no, not, not you, just me. And so it's cool meeting and, and getting to know somebody as intimately as you can on a podcast. So much love to Mickey for sitting down with me. This is the last episode for January. I, like I said, I am making my promise to have two episodes a month instead of just one like we did in 2019. And so I had uh, two women for January. I think I'm going to do two dudes in February, which sounds more perverted than it needs to. Uh, But I have a couple of ideas lined up. I hope that these guys can sit down and and have some time with me. Uh, So be looking forward to that. I've been kind of releasing these episodes on the 6th and the 20th of the month. So that's kind of how I'm trying to organize this. Maybe it won't always happen that way. I don't know. But that's uh, for my organizational sake. That's what I'm trying to do. So I hope that you enjoyed January. Look forward to talking to you all in February. I hope things get better out there. It's been kind of a really shitty experience as far as the world goes. And I'm trying to find glimmers of joy and goodness and and also be that for you guys. I carry a lot of that on my shoulders to uh, bring joy and some sort of ability to connect still and not hate everything that's going on. So hopefully that uh, that's what you're getting from the podcast. Rate review, share this podcast. Thank you to anyone who's ever decided to promote it on their own esteem. I love you for that. You don't have to do that for me, but I I really do love anytime you can share it. And you can always find me on Twitter at Learn Versus Radio. And that is where you can message me and see me and all that good stuff. So I hope that you follow and that you keep listening and that you keep that love alive, man. And we'll talk in February. Peace. 